what it looks like to have a healthy, godly mom and daughter relationship. Being able to have the hard discussions is super important. Are you dating? I'm not. Okay. <laughs> what does it look like to have boundaries? We're always going to be learning. Welcome back to our Mother and Daughters podcast. My name is Raven. I'm the daughter. And I'm Karen. I'm the mother. And this podcast exists to shed light on mother and daughter relationships. Yeah, we know that all mother-daughter relationships are going to be different and unique, but we also know that there are challenges and also joys that we might be able to share that would encourage and help others. Yeah, and some of the feedback that we received from the last podcast was, okay, we understand that there are boundaries, and you talk about what it looks like to have godly boundaries between moms and daughters, but what were those boundaries that were crossed? What exactly happened? And we want to be vulnerable. We want to shed light on those things and not just talk around them, but actually talk about those stories. Yeah. Um, Specific stories can be really powerful. And also, we want to share our learnings as we've gone along because um, some have been, been very difficult and uh, so if we can help anyone along the way as well, well as just really growing together and um, learning how to be mother and daughter adults together. Yeah. So one of the stories to really start with was I was probably, oh, I don't even remember, mom. Was it fifth grade? Probably. Yeah. Fifth grade, maybe even fourth. A munchkin. Um, <laughs> a definite munchkin. And I had stayed up late waiting for mom to get home from one of her Bible studies across the street. And I was really excited that she went because I was just excited that she was making friends with other people and just getting to know people. I know that sounds really weird as a young child to worry about that, but I knew that my mom could confide in me, but she didn't have a lot of other people to really confide in. And so I was just excited and I asked her, hey mom, how'd it go? Did you have fun? And she broke down and kind of started to cry and talked about how one of the women in the group prayed for everyone in the group, but her. And little me just kind of sat there in bed and didn't really know how to handle it. And my mom started crying and she had crawled in bed next to me and was talking to me as we would normally do. And so when she was crying and I was hugging her and kind of holding her, I was thinking, I'm no longer the child in this situation. I'm completely the parent. And I just remember as a fourth grader being so overwhelmed and heartbroken for my mom, but also frustrated because I didn't know how to deal with that situation. I felt rage at this person who I don't even know why she would be like that because mom's awesome. But also I didn't really know what to do because I was young and I also remember distinctly thinking this isn't, this isn't right. Well, and you know, it's not that um, we can't be vulnerable as, as adults or as mothers in front of our children. I think vulnerability is is good. Um, but in this situation, especially, I, th- I think I remember only a few times where my I've seen my mom cry. And it is as a child, as a, you know, as you see that um, without maybe even perspective or context, um, you know, as as young daughters, we don't want our mothers to be sad. We don't want them to feel vulnerable. We don't want them to feel um, hurt. And so I, I think, you know, as a result of that, what, what really sh- it showed me was we can be vulnerable, but um, protecting them from the really big hurts in our lives because we want them to know that uh, we're they're still safe and they're still secure. It's not really about the mom. It's really about the daughter. Mm. Yeah, that's good. 
So I think that was one of the instances that sticks out in my mind a lot. And there are some other ones too. Yeah, well, I think, you know, it was funny because I was doing a little bit of research on this and it was, uh, they were saying, it's okay to do this. It's not okay. It's so not okay. And one so not okay um, statement is, it is not okay to dish on your marital relationship or your you know, if, if, if you're not married, a a dating relationship with your, with your daughter. And not that I aired a lot of dirty laundry with the girls at all, but, um, there were times where, you know, you're frustrated as an adult in a relationship just because relationships are, are hard. Um, but we have to really set very specific boundaries about what we can say about those relationships and what we don't say and completely keep from them because that does um, not only hurt your relationship as a a mother-daughter but also as a husband-wife. Mom, what would you say is an example of something that you should keep from your daughter? Oh, that's really, really good. I think, I think it's probably, um, you know, everybody uses their own discernment, but like, for instance, an argument, the specifics of an argument should be completely withheld. Anything personal between like a man and a woman, any kind of, I mean, obviously, you know, (laughs) we, we use discretion in these situations, but nothing about the intimacy of a man and a woman should be shared with, with, with their, with their children. Those are like, I think tried and true boundaries that um, that should always be adhered to. I, I think that the you know the the daughter obviously is going to have intuition to know that there's probably strife going on at certain times, and you know as a mom you can just say, look, you know we're we're dealing with some difficult things and we're going to work it out or we're working through it or whatever that might be, but in a very general way, um, but never the specifics. Hmm. So would you say if parents were having an argument and a child overhears the argument or kind of knows something's up and says, mom, are you guys fighting? How would you say you should reply? Um, I think that, you know, acknowledging, I mean, if, if especially if the children overhear a fight, they're going to sense that there's a definite disagreement. And to say, no, we're not fighting is not... Um, you know, something of integrity. I think that you're going to be questioned then for your truthfulness, mm. but saying, you know what? Yes, we have it. We're having a disagreement just like any, um, anybody in a relationship might, uh, but we are working through it. And that's really all that needs to be said. Hmm. And then as I would frequently do, if the child says, well, tell me what's going on. I want to know what's going on. Why, why are you frustrated? Yeah, there's, no reason to divulge any confidentiality. Hmm. Yeah. And we also said the intimate details are things that should be kept secret as well. Absolutely. And I don't think you or dad ever broke any boundary like that. I do think there are things that were alluded to, which I don't want to know. Yeah, Even if yeah. kids, yeah, they just don't want to know. Right. <laughs> and so I think, yeah, that was definitely probably a boundary that wasn't super clear, but at the same time was clear. It was definitely alluded to at times, which... Again, in hindsight, probably not the best to even allude to. I mean, as a mom, sometimes we want to know all the nitty-gritty de- details mm. of a dating relationship of our daughter. And quite frankly, it's none of our business. Mm. <laughs> and so as a mom, to be there um, and available when a daughter needs to talk about things, um, but not the blow-by-blow happenings in a relationship, that's just never going to be productive or healthy. 
Hmm. So then what do you do if your daughter wants to tell you the bull Bible? I know most daughters are probably more apt to say, uh, actually, no, I'm not going to share with you, mom. But what about the daughters that do want to tell you every single little detail? Well, I, I, I think that mothers and daughters, just like anybody in relationships, they need to hold accountable the, the other. Hmm. And so moms, if you're feeling like your daughter's sharing too much, just say, you know what? Let's just step back and look at the overall situation. Let's look at root cause. Let's look at motives. But let's not talk about every single detail of an argument or a fight or a hurt that Hmm. is going on. That's just not productive. Hmm. Why do you think it's not productive or not beneficial? Because I think the mother then becomes emotionally enmeshed in that Hmm. situation and they want to fix it just like anybody wants to fix a problem. We want to fix it. We want to protect our daughters. We want to keep them safe. I think that, you know, I think if you have a good relationship, um, both mother and daughter, you're going to know when there are warning signs. Mm. And we can talk a little bit more about overall warning signs because mothers, um, I mean, we do protect our daughters uh, when they can't see a a decision or a relationship that maybe isn't good for them. Mm. But to talk about um, he said, she said is just never a good idea. Mm. Yeah, and we touched on last week the term of enmeshment and that's just the idea that a child comes up into a parent role or even the parent becomes so intertwined in the daughter or son's emotions that that person starts to take on the stresses and just overall feelings and frustrations so I do see how you could definitely become enmeshed and dad always says the thing that can break up marriages is having outside parent involvement. And I actually remember when I was younger, I had watched this thing on MTV. We weren't even allowed to watch MTV. <laughs> so the fact that I watched this was weird. I was at a friend's house and there is this skit on MTV and it was talking about how when a girl gets upset with her boyfriend, she goes and tells all of her girlfriends, they get all upset with him. But then the girlfriend and the boyfriend make men's and then all the girlfriends are still upset. They're still frustrated. And so it's kind of that same idea, especially when you would tell me things about you and dad or if you were upset or frustrated or mad at him, then I would be upset with him and you two would make up, but I would still be upset and I would feel justified in being upset and probably wasn't great because I would actually act on it. Whereas maybe Avery would not say anything I would go up to dad and say, hey, why are you doing this to mom? This isn't fair. (laughs) And then I became way too intertwined. And mom wouldn't want to tell me things, but rightfully so. Right. Well, and boundaries are just that. They're, they're, you know, um, guidelines that you have for one another um, that you you are setting up because you're just not going to go there. Mm -hmm. I mean, just like if you think about biblical boundaries, I mean, God gives us those boundaries for our protection. Without boundaries, we literally go to places and go to ends that we would not normally go. Hmm. And that's just a dangerous place to be. So um, setting those um, expectations with one another is just a good thing, especially as we get older with, you know, with each other. I mean, there are times where, um, you know, one of you um, has said, we're just not going to talk about that. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's good. I respect that. Yeah, that is good. 
And so with boundaries and trying to figure out what are hard lines, what are soft lines, what need to be defined, what would you say about prayer? One of the questions we received was, okay, if my mom asks me to pray for her, what is asking too much? And what should she share? And also vice versa, what should the daughter share? Yeah, I think, you know, so oftentimes when we are in Christian circles, prayer requests um, end up being gossip. Mm, yeah. And, uh, you know, God knows what's going on and just acknowledging that and coming before the throne, we don't need to know the blow by blow details. Mm. Um, if you're struggling in school, we can pray, Hey, I know they're struggling in school and the Holy spirit can just, you know, really direct our prayers in that. But relationally, you know, just pray that I'm really struggling with a decision or with um, what to do going forward. I can pray for that without knowing the specific details. You know, mothers, I mean, obviously we pray for each other in lots of different ways. Yeah. But when a prayer becomes really just a regurgitation of gossip and events, that's mm. just, that's not good. Um, and we don't need that to be able to pray for each other. What would be an example of that? If someone came to you and said something for you to pray for, what, how would that be an example of gossip? If someone came to me and wanted to tell me everything that was said in a discussion and how they were hurt and how they were maligned by that, um, I don't want to know those details. Right. All I want to know is, you know what, I have a conflict with so-and-so. Will you please pray for resolution? Will you pre please pray that um, I will have peace in the situation? Um, and I think that we need to like really honestly put our hands up and stop those individuals mm. if they come to us with those kinds of prayer requests yeah. because they're they're really more wanting vindication and justice, not necessarily a reconciliation or peace. Mm. And so just like our daughters who come to us or mothers who go to their daughters, um, we don't have to give the details. We can just mm. say, you know, pray for us and... Um, that can be enough, you know, especially if it has to do with a marital relationship. Yeah. Um, you know, just say, hey, can you pray for dad and I? You know, we're going through a rough time. That's all you need to know. Hmm. And I think I would push back on that and say not to ask your daughters, pray for your father and I because we're having a rough time. Because you've never done that for me. And... I would never want my daughter to feel that because as soon as I heard that, I went, wait a second, wait a second. You and dad are having problems. What's going on? Well, now I'm, I'm worried. And then you start to carry that burden. Right. So I would never ask you that. <laughs> <laughs> but I... No, I'm saying that if you, if you had an idea that there were some things going on and I say, yeah, just pray for dad and I. We're going through some, you know, challenging things. Um, I don't think I would come to you out of the blue and say, Raven. I need you. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I think mothers should definitely pray for their daughter's future relationships. And I think daughters should be praying for their, their parents' marriage. Um, hmm. because I think that's healthy and wise. I think, so I would push back on a few things. I mean, I agree, but I also think that yes, daughters definitely be praying for your parents' marriage, but I don't think mothers should ask their daughters, hey, would you pray for our marriage? Okay, I will never ask you that. <laughs> Mom, don't get salty with me. No, but I do think that that's something that would be really good to ask other women your age or in your circles. 
because that does put unnecessary weight and burden on the daughter. And plus, you've never even asked me that before, ever. Raven, you are you are totally right. I I guess I was trying to think, you know, about how you would um, introduce prayer into like a situation where your daughters or your 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 ch- children knew that there was an argument or fight going on. Um, but you're right. I mean, parents really should never ask their children, hey, pray for our marriage, <laughs> pray for your relationship. Um, I think as an adult, as you get older, obviously we're praying for those that are close to us and the relationships that are, that are involved. But when they're younger, um, you never want to give them the feeling like um, that they're not secure, they're not safe. Mm, yeah, and even as a daughter, knowing that you can pray for your parents' marriage, but that's not a request from the parent. It's just that own knowledge. Right. No, you're right. Totally right. And I also think that it's wise for mothers to be able to be willing to pray for anything for their daughters. So I know you said I don't have to tell you the specifics, and I really don't. When it comes to anything, lust or boys or any type of sins, sexual sins, any type of sins, then I normally go to my friends. I think I've maybe told you once or twice, but it just feels weird. But with my friends, I feel like I can have them hold me accountable and they can carry those burdens. But with every other type of prayer request, with health, with other things, I do feel the freedom to tell you and to give you specifics. But more intimate ideas or sins or anything like that, that is something that I reserve just for my friends. All right. Well, and I think we always have to be careful to understand um, – where the lines of intimacy are with even our heavenly father. Um, because there are Hmm. some things that really it's just between you and God. I mean, I'm not saying that your community can't hold you accountable, but there are things like, just like a personal relationship here. There's some things that are meant to be just between you two Hmm. and, and, and having the discernment and wisdom of knowing what those are is, you know, something to hold close to you. Hmm. Would you say that's because of the people you trust in your life or just what would be the reasoning behind keeping some of it? Well, I think sometimes we share things that God says to us or speaks to us individually because we want people to know that we have a close relationship with God. Hmm. It's also just really guarding your heart and understanding from a motive perspective, where where is your heart? Are you telling people because you want everybody to know that God has spoken this great thing to you? Or is that something to encourage you specifically and it needs to be kept with just you and he Hmm. or him? Yeah. And that kind of transitions into the next question about trust. And we're just kind of going to touch on this briefly and then talk about it more in the next episode. But what do you do when something that you've shared is broken, specifically between a mom and a daughter? Who do you tell as a mom when your daughter confides in you? Well, the person that you don't tell is one of their sisters oh yeah you found out that um the hard way um <laughs> that is definitely not something that you want to do no nope. um I think that that daughters do have to realize that there's their parents um have a close intimate relationship to guard and protect and and to um um be entrusted with their lives and so um to tell a mom something that you're wanting to withhold from your dad is probably not a great idea. Hmm. 
So you have to understand that the marriage relationship comes first and foremost. And yeah. as a parents who are stewarding and, and um, protecting their children, I think one of those boundaries, again, is to say, look, I can't promise you, I'm not going to promise you that I'm going to hold this from your father. So if you tell me, you have to realize that this is maybe a discussion that your father and I have. Pretty much that's the only person, I think, except for when the daughter's life is in danger or jeopardy. Mm -hmm. I think that obviously then you can seek counsel beyond that if you need to bring a doctor or nurse into it. Yeah, which I think is interesting because growing up, you did keep 75, 95% of what I said to you secret and you didn't tell dad. And I really valued that, but I did have friends who their mom would tell their dad everything and they were united in that. And I do think that is, that from my vantage point as a daughter, does seem healthy that your parents should be talking. It's probably an indicator that something's off if they're not talking about what's going on in your life if you're just wanting to keep it between you and your mom. Well, and there, um, I mean, yes. Did I tell everything? No, because not he didn't want to know everything, quite frankly. <laughs> right. But when it had to do with your health or um, some something of your, you know, just emotional well-being or, um, um, I don't know. I don't know. Remember specific situations, but I would bring him into that conversation when I felt like it was right and it was necessary. I, I guess what I'm saying is, I don't think that that's a um, a right expectation of your mother to have because right. there's a reason that you're not you're keeping something from your dad and we need to get the, to the root cause mm, yeah not that everything that you tell your mother will she tell your father right especially like things about when I'm on my period or my time of the month dad doesn't want to know that no he doesn't <laughs> he really doesn't want to know <laughs> yeah how would you handle a situation where your daughters overhear you fighting or are asking questions about that yeah, I think that, um, you know, obviously there were situations um, where <laughs> I would have two of the girls, you know, sitting on the top of the steps listening to, you know, an argument Brian and I were having or just, you know, a fight, a real, you know, full on fight. And um, I didn't know that they were there. And obviously I've never condoned like, you know, fighting in front of your children is just not never a good thing but sometimes that happens I mean we're human we're broken we're messy and um you know instead of trying to cover it up or instead of justifying yourself really taking the opportunity to help your um, children know look we we are broken we are messy we say things that we don't don't mean and you know just Pray for our family, you know, and in those kinds of situations. So when, when you can't, when you're not going to um, hide what is truly going on in your household, if your spouse and you, you, ha you have an argument and, the, you know, you, the girls, the, the children over here, um, it's a great learning and training opportunity. I think when I, you know, when I was early in, in um, my marriage, you know, the, the feeling was to hide everything. And, I, I, you know, I, I think instead of cover, trying to cover it up, which is never, ever good, just taking the opportunity to say, you know, relationships are messy and we do disagree about certain things. And I'm sorry that you had to hear that. Um, your father and I love each other and we're working through it, you know, or 
whatever that might be, but really taking an opportunity to call a spade a spade instead of shutting the door and saying, hey, everything's going to be okay. And then they're worried that, you know, that mom and dad are getting divorced, (laughs) which Mm. is the extreme. But I know that, you know, kids have a a tendency to exaggerate. Yeah. And I think that's also why it's important not to say, hey, will you pray for your dad and I's relationship? It's getting tense or it's being frustrated because in the end, that's still between you and your husband. And we're called to bear one another's burdens, but that's what you're doing. You're bearing the burden of your parents' relationship if you're asking for prayer for that relationship. Right. Which is not really the context of community and what we're talking about community. That's where your friends and those people that come alongside you um, but definitely the children shouldn't bear that burden for sure. No, that's that's good. That's all we have for you today. Next time we are going to talk about trust and what it looks like when moms tell your friends or what it looks like even when you tell your mom something and she starts to hold a grudge or that burden and feels enmeshed with you or just feels frustrated and upset on your behalf. So we are going to dive more into that later. Thanks again for listening. My name is Raven again. And I'm Karen. And we'll talk to you soon. See you later.